All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Loose Balls podcast. I'm Cole. With me, as always, is Peyton, and we are coming off a very, very interesting Super Bowl, one yeah. that I'm sure as hell Peyton did not expect, sure as hell, one that I definitely did not expect, but now looking back, no. you see Tom Brady on the other side. Nothing changes. I mean, whether or not it's Tom Brady on the other side, I wasn't expecting a blowout. I wasn't expecting Patrick Mahomes to run. How many yards did he run for in the backfield? It was some ridiculous number. It was like 600-something yards or something like that, yeah. running away from the pressure. Yeah, he was... There was a chart I saw after that game where Mahomes, were, where he was running around the backfield, yeah. and it just looked like... Uh, I don't even know. It looked like a Slither-IO game, just mm-hmm. all over the place. It was... The play that stands out the most for me is the one where he just runs all the way out and around, falling down, sidearm, perfect spiral, hits Damian Williams in the mask and falls to the ground. Probably the greatest incompletion I've ever seen by And it hit Damian Williams in the face. You hate to see that. (laughs) You really hate to see that. But yeah. That is what that game was for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that game summarized maybe... In one play, pretty much. But yeah. yeah, Tampa came in. It was a bit of a slow start. Kind of what we expected. What all Brady Super Bowls are? Yeah. Very slow start. You're waiting for KC to get going. Wasn't happening. They get a field goal. And then mm-hmm. Brady, who's never scored a touchdown in the first quarter of his Super Bowl career, of course, hits Rob Gronkowski for a nice little people. Short touchdown, and as a page, old Patriots fan, I was in my feelings for mm-hmm. a couple minutes there. So I'm like, yeah, that's what. Nah. That could still be happening. I could Actually, st- it probably wouldn't be because they have nothing there, but. No. That, what that was, it was, it was nice to see, but it was also. Bittersweet. It, it, touched, it touched me a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. But yeah, and then he hit him again yeah, for hit another him. touchdown. But prior to that was a clusterfuck of events. We talking about the unnecessary roughness to, I think it was Chris Jones or was it Frank Clark who, who was one of the two who took an unnecessary... I think it was Frank Clark. Took an unnecessary roughness penalty and then on third down, Brady throws a pass that was tipped and intercepted. Mm-hmm. Called back because of a defensive holding call, which was a little suspect in my honest opinion. A little suspect indeed. <laughs> To be fair, Casey was holding quite a bit that game, but yeah. still, it was one of those little too ticky tack at that point. And then later in the drive, they get another stop on fourth down. Lineup hit the field goal, and then of course, McCole Hardman giving me shades back to 2018 when uh, D Ford lined up offside. Yeah, lines up offside, gives him another first down. I think it was the very next play or something like that to get a touchdown. Yeah, to Gronk as you mentioned and. Yeah, the game kind of wasn't really turned at that point, but you can kind of feel that the momentum was really shifting. And then mm-hmm. the end of the first half was that really that. Yeah, you know they. Like, it's fourteen to ten, or sorry, fourteen to three. Andy Reid takes a timeout when the Bucks are clearly just trying to run out the clock, and Tom kind of just says, "Okay, well, if you're gonna give me the time, I'm gonna." Take another shot downfield, and they score again. <laughs> yeah, it was 14-6 at that point. 14-6, sorry, yeah. And then they get a like an eight-yard gain, make it third and one, and recall timeout, like you said. And yeah. I was like, what are you doing? 
Like, yeah. Take just take it to halftime. You got the ball to start the second half. They're clearly the like the Bucks are clearly getting ready to just go to halftime. Exactly. They're and you give them a chance. You give Brady a chance to drive downfield, then then you get into that field goal territory, and it's like, oh, well, just hold them to a field goal, and then mm-hmm. they get another touchdown. With the two really terrible pass interference calls, we'll add. Yeah, I the Mike Evans one was horrible, but I will agree that it looked like bad pass interference in real time. Mm-hmm. But then you see the replay, and you see he kind of just tripped over his own feet. Yeah. Um, and then the one in the end zone was also not the best. A little bit ticky-tack as well, but it is what it is. It's hard to... I really don't think it's uh, this big grand conspiracy that the NFL wants Tom Brady to win, considering all the stuff that Roger Goodell and Tom Brady have been through. Yeah. That doesn't really make a lot of sense, but... Exactly. It, it, it still it needs to be a little more consistent, especially in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like even we talked about it last week in the Green Bay game. It was mm-hmm. consistent until that that one the game, the, end. the play that decided the yeah. game. So, but that was really the turn point of the game because you might go in halftime down fourteen six, possibly fourteen ten if you score a touchdown yeah. on that last drive. But you come out hit a field goal, which good start, but then right away you just let. Tampa Bay go right down yeah. the field and get a touchdown and at that point it's it's a mountain to climb and that O line for KC missing two guys having to shuffle everyone yeah. around that I was think a mess. If there's any you know indication of how important your offensive line is, it's that game right there, you know. Yeah. I, as a Panthers fan, I know how dog water Mike Remmers is and then you move him <laughs> over to the left tackle and it looked like he was completely lost. People were just walking by him to get to Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes was in the gun, he would catch the ball and people would be in his face. Like, they weren't touching the D linemen. And it wasn't like they were sending a no, they were sending a six, four most five, of the six guys. They are sending four men and playing cover two yeah. the whole time, just daring Mahomes to throw deep in. Yeah. I The part of me thinks that Reed has a, I think a bigger fault in this game is because they didn't adjust. Like they could yeah. have taken those little checkdowns, but this team was like, no, we gotta make big plays downfield. But when you don't have time, you yeah. can't run those plays. And Mahomes to his credit did everything he could. He made some unreal plays, in both complete and incomplete, as we saw. But at the end of the day, you need an offensive line to at least yeah, give you, you an extra couple seconds to make those big plays but it just didn't happen and it happened at the worst time possible and credit to the Tampa defense who what's his name Todd Bowles who I know pretty well from the Jets yeah not a great coach but he put up a damn good game plan against this juggernaut of an offense yeah yeah he uh I mean he did what Todd Bowles does which is just get pressure and then go from there like it's his whole scheme is based off of getting pressure on the quarterback so I mean that's what they did and you got to give him credit I'd argue that Todd Bowles was the MVP of this game you know because mm-hmm. he really schemed out anything that <clears throat> the Chiefs were trying to do exactly and that front seven was unbelievable Devin White was he could have you could have argued he was the Super Bowl MVP yeah. as well Levante David is doing what he's done his really his whole career. He's one of the best linebackers in the NFL right now. Yeah, and Shaq Barrett did what he needed to do. I mean, that whole line did what they needed. To do. Like everybody who was rushing, 
was doing their job. Mm-hmm. And that's, no pun intended on the do your job, but... Yeah, like, <laughs> they did their job, and yeah. it's just incredible that, back to the Brady discussion, he's got seven rings now. Seven. In 19 years. Yeah. And this is never going to be replicated, ever. And to do it from going from a system where it was obviously Belichick's team and then you bring Brady to Tampa Bay and it took them a long time to figure it out but then Bruce Arians said here's the keys drive us take us to the promised land and now looking back it feels like the whole regular season was just Brady putting in his culture what he wanted the culture to be so that they'd be ready for the playoffs and they would be in that Brady mindset come playoff time and Mm -hmm. they made a run through a gauntlet Mm -hmm. and the Washington football team (laughs) true (laughs) Washington's defense is very good to be fair yeah but but Taylor Heineke was I know Taylor Heineke started for Carolina in one or two games it's uh it's not it was the the warm-up game and then three of the best teams in football so yeah like Breeze, Rodgers, and Mahomes, three future Hall of Famers. Famers. And now back to Mahomes. Do you think this game alters or affects his... Everyone's talking about his legacy at 25 years years old. I don't don't really get it. Yeah, like he's 25, and he's been the best quarterback in football all three years that he's started. I don't really think you can argue his legacy too much. It's not, it's not Aaron Rodgers where he's thirty six and he's one and four in NFC Championship games. It's a guy who's now been to two straight Super Bowls and won one of them, and he's still only twenty five years old. And I just I don't understand this whole legacy thing. Like I get it, he could have played better, but also he had no time to throw ever. Point. Like it looks like like when you watch Russell Wilson and you watch him running around, it's like he has no protection. Carson Wentz this year, Jalen Hurts playing in Philadelphia. No protection. Like, you see how tough that can be on a team. And Patrick Mahomes, for the first time in his career, had to experience that. Well, it's good to experience it at some point. It sucks that it's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the worst time possible, but it's a learning curve for sure. And I think you put any other quarterback in that situation Mahomes was in, they're probably not doing any better than what Mahomes did, if we're being completely honest. I also can't imagine Andy Reid was fully present for this game given the circumstances yeah i agree which is tough you know like for his son to have you know who was also a coach on the team yeah get into an accident where he was driving drunk and put a five-year-old in critical condition in the hospital you know like mm-hmm. I-, I can't imagine that andy reed's head was all there no and now Britt Reed is not coaching the team anymore. No. He was put on, I think, administrative per, yeah. leave, I think, which is basically like permanent leave. Yeah. So, well, he's under investigation, obviously, because he was drinking and he injured uh, somebody. Potentially, could have killed somebody. Yeah. So, we even talked about the hair, the hairdresser, and the issue. hairdresser issue was a little crazy too. Yeah. It, everything was so stacked against Casey mm-hmm. going into that game, being also the road team and still being favored, which shows a lot about how yeah. freaking good they are and we'll see what happens next year now with them yeah. because now this is when Mahomes mega contract kicks in and now you've got to try and keep these guys around for a little bit yeah you're gonna have to make some decisions they're probably gonna lose a couple guys but 
it is what it is. You got to pay Mahomes whatever you are, whatever you can, whatever he wants, pay him. It's just, it's that simple. Yeah. I just, I also don't want to, like, say that we're making excuses for the Chiefs or anything. You know, they played terribly, and the Buccaneers deserve to win that game. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much all I have to say. Yeah. I'm not making excuses for the Chiefs either, like. I picked them to win, obviously, mm-hmm. and I learned my lesson again to not pick against a Tom Brady-led yeah. team. But there's definitely – there's not really many questions going into next year. They'll have probably around the same team, I think. It's just going to be a matter of in the next year or so if they can keep some of these guys around mm-hmm. now. They're going to be <clears throat> dealing with some cap finally. And Mahomes is going to have surgery on his turf toe. Yeah. And – don't think that's going to harm harm him at all next year. He'll make a full recovery, and yeah. then they'll run it back. They'll probably be in the title AFC title game next year, and they'll probably likely be in the Super Bowl next year. And yeah, who knows at this point? And yeah, it's a weird uh, it's a weird thing to see because looking at you know the AFC and the NFC, you could easily see both of these teams being back in the Super Bowl, but that never happens. You never get a repeat Super Bowl, so no. it'll be interesting to see. Where uh, where the rest of where both of these teams go? Honestly, I think the Bucks can only get better, unless Brady really does fall off the the Max Kellerman cliff. Yeah, which uh, I still don't ago. think is gonna happen. So what was that? Five years ago, he said that. It's been a while. Uh, three titles later, and how many four or five Super Bowl appearances later? Yeah, like it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it's insane, and seeing Tom Brady uh, human. For, yeah, I've never seen Tom Brady like a normal person. Uh, really Absolutely in- hammered at the parade. I mean, he deserves it. He deserves it. It clearly, <laughs> he, does. he clearly loves Tampa Bay, loves yeah. the team, and loves it enough to throw the Super Bowl trophy. Yeah. Which I honestly, when you've won seven of those things, you can chuck them. You know, <laughs> even though did you see that thing about that? That lady who I think is her dad or someone was the who built the Vince Lombardi trophy. She was going on this huge rant. I couldn't sleep for two days watching that. Oh, he owes everyone an apology for. Yeah. I'm like, who? He owes no one an apology. No one gives a <laughs> fuck. Yeah. No. Have you seen? This? I mean, yeah, like, he was drunk. He was out of his mind drunk. He literally had to be carried off the boat. But it was hilarious. It was. It was amazing. It was amazing to see. I'm mean, clearly she has not seen what has happened with the Stanley Cup over the years. Yeah, she would have a aneurysm just watching. True. What happens with that? But yeah, that wraps up our Super Bowl talk. And congrats to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congrats. I hate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but congrats. <laughs> Brady well, couldn't have picked anywhere else. He had to go in our division. And who knows, he, they might be back next year yeah. if they can keep all their guys around, which, speaking of keeping everyone around, we're going to shift to some free agency talk since free agency is going to be in about a month or so. Yeah. And there's some big names out there. It wasn't as big as last year, I would say, but there's still it still would be interesting year for sure yeah. given all the cap situations, all these – Bad teams have a lot of cap space, and good teams are right at the edge of the mm-hmm. cap or over the cap. And we're just going to run through some of the better uh, free agents 
in this class and mm-hmm. talking about where we think they'd fit in well or where we think they'll end up at once free agency is a wrap. So I think yeah. we'll start with the quarterbacks here, and obviously the number one free agent is none other than Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. And you don't really get many quarterbacks in free agency at his caliber, minus maybe Tom Brady last year. But I can't see a situation where Dak is out of Dallas. No, he's going to get Kirk Cousined. Yeah. Which... They're going to tag him again. I think it's $38 million they have to pay him if they tag him this year. But coming off that injury, it's hard to – you can't commit to him for – Four years coming off that injury, and he wants probably forty plus million still. Well, looking at Carson Wentz and what he's getting, he's probably going to want way more than he is. And Jared Goff and guys exactly. like that who are getting you know thirty five plus million. Yeah, there's no way they're going to be able to come to some sort of agreement. He's going to get no. tagged, and then that means next year he's going to have to be a free agent again. He's going to have to do something, and he's coming off like you mentioned a major foot injury, horrible injury, and it'll be interesting to see how how well he does coming back and there's so many questions with that team already as it is with their personnel situation yeah clearly it didn't work out this year with Andy Dolan who's also a free agent actually and we'll be interesting to see if there's even a market for him at this point as a backup I mean I, I can't imagine there wouldn't be he played really well like he'll get a deal somewhere to be a backup mm-hmm. and Ryan Fitzpatrick's also a free agent mm-hmm. I I feel like he will not be back in Miami. No, he won't be back in Miami. Um, I don't know exactly what will happen. I can't say with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I could see him... I don't know. I, like I could see him ending up in somewhere like New England. I could also see him be, end up being somewhere like a Jacksonville to be yeah. like a mentor for a Trevor Lawrence or even a young yeah. quarterback. Because we've somewhere. seen how good of a mentor he can be. He's 38 years old, and he's shown that he can still play at a pretty good yeah. level. I could also see him ending up in somewhere like Chicago where they couldn't find somebody else. They bring in Fitzpatrick to put some pressure on you know, <laughs> whoever is Trubisky, Foles, who knows who's going to be there, but they need a quarterback and, yeah. you know... Fitzpatrick's a journeyman. If you, if, let's say Chicago does draft somebody, you have a guy like Fitzpatrick to again mentor him, maybe just start for one year as like a stopgap kind of guy. Mm-hmm. It, those are kind of the places where I could see him ending up for sure. I feel like he'll go to a team that's still that's young and developing. I can't really see him going to a contending team or a mediocre team. I feel like. He probably he probably wanted to go somewhere he may have an opportunity to still play because he's shown he can still play. Yeah, and he was a little shocked by how early they they turned on him. Yeah, I guess to to say for lack of better word to yeah. Tua, but he was he had a good attitude about it. And well, it was interesting because obviously they they had said that they wanted to bring two in after the buy, but then their buy got pushed up due to COVID. So they just said, well, our buy's now, so we're going to bring in Tua, and Fitzpatrick wasn't expecting it, and he was clearly upset, and he's always been one to speak his mind. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, there's not really many other quarterbacks in the market this year, like Cam Newton. He'll get a 
backup gig somewhere, yeah. I imagine. I, I could see Washington with Ron Rivera. Yeah. Even New England, I feel like... I could, could see him just signing again in New England. Yeah, just as one of those, like, Jacoby Brissett type of players yeah. who just comes in on, like, short down situations or red zone situations and just power runs into the yeah. end zone. The only other free agent for quarterbacks is James Winston, but I think it's a already a bar on deal that he's going to stay in. Yeah, New, I think he's going to stay and it sounds like they might run like some kind of two quarterback system with Taysom Hill and James Winston, which I don't trust either of them, so go right ahead as a Panthers fan, but yeah, for real. I don't tr- I want like I don't trust Taysom Hill as far as he can throw the ball. Yeah. I don't trust him throwing the ball more than 10 yards down no. the field. They can definitely do some exciting stuff, and Sean Payton will scheme some crazy stuff with Winston and Taysom Hill, but I just, I mean, I think that that's all that New Orleans kind of can do at this point with their cap unless they're drafting somebody, so. Yeah, they're trying to work some of that with Drew Brees yeah, where he. Where they can clear some space. Yeah, but it'll happen. But Even it, then, I don't think they'll have much money. No, they're not going to have much at all. They're going to have to get James for cheap and then deal with the team they have mm-hmm. which isn't really like it's a really good roster but a lot of question marks but you gotta make some decisions when you're in cap hell exactly that's really it for their quarterbacks though so Dak's really the only one that everyone's gonna have a really big eye on and we don't think he's going yeah. anywhere from Dallas uh, running backs um, there's quite a few oh, decent running backs actually on the market this year yeah. one that I one that I I'm a big fan of his Aaron Jones. Yeah, that'll be interesting because I can't... I can't imagine he'll stay just because they have two more running backs there. Like, A.J. Dillon emerged at the end of the year. They have... Um, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. He's, all, yeah. he's also a free agent, but I think... But he would I think they'll sign him because it'll be cheaper than Aaron Jones and mm-hmm. they can still run a two-running back system. For sure. But and I, as much as I think that they should re-sign Aaron Jones, I think that they might not. I don't think they're going to re-sign him. I, I'm in full agreement with you. Yeah. He had a really good year with limited snaps like than he usually has. He had 1,100 yards rushing, nine touchdowns, then another 300-plus receiving yards and a couple more touchdowns. And I agree. I don't see really uh, Green Bay who – isn't a team that's been notorious for going into the market and signing free agents or re-signing no. free agents. I think they would They're notorious for saying, we have Aaron Rodgers, we don't need anybody exactly. else. Exactly. They'll probably let him walk and stick with the two running back system that they have, and they hope that it works and that their offensive lineman, their offensive line stays intact. But that's a risk that you have to take uh, when... But I, I, again, I think they're probably losing Ryan Lindsley because they just yeah. gave David Bakhtiari the, like, biggest offensive lineman deal of all time, I think. Yeah, I think Lindsay was the, I think, top-rated center on pro football. Yeah. And that, that might have been one of the best offensive lines this year because you have Bakhtiari, like you said, Lindsay, and yeah, those two right there alone make them unbelievable. Yep. And um, another running back I'm looking at is Chris Carson, guy who was banged up this year. He's been banged up the last. He was even banged up last year. He missed some time. He's a power back. He didn't have the best year with his injuries. Only had five touchdowns this year. I feel like Seattle should re-sign him, based on how Pete Carroll likes all his big power running backs. But given the situation right now, I'm not really 100 percent sure what's yeah. going to happen over there. 
I mean, I think that Seattle needs to re-sign him because I think when healthy, Chris Carson is one of the most underrated running backs in the league. I mean, they have no offensive linemen. He still gets tons of yards when he's playing and he's healthy. That team is way better. And, you know, he's a seventh-round pick. Like, he mm-hmm. he kind of came out of nowhere, but yeah, he they need a- to try to keep him on that team. If they want to keep Russell Wilson, they need to keep as many potential good players to have around him. They need to get some more good players and on the old line they need which to completely rebuild their old line. We'll talk about Russell Wilson a little later on with that situation. Um Carlos Hyde who's also running back in Seattle as a free agent too. I feel like they'd let him walk. I don't think they yeah. would let him stay. I feel like they would just be like, "Hey, let's get a young running yeah. back in the draft." Maybe like it's a kind of a journeyman at this point. He'll probably just bounce to another team and Either kind of number two in a two-back system or something, you know. Go get a Chuba Hubbard in the draft <laughs> yeah. for for all we know. Shadow Chuba Hubbard, sure, Our park boy. hometown boy. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, Kenyon Drake's also a free agent. He had a very yeah. down year after a really good resurgence after that Miami trade yeah. last year. And I, I, I can't see him being out of Arizona. I think that they'll give him a deal and try to make it work because they had success with him. And they probably want to, you know, I, I just I think that he just fits well on that team, and I think that they'll keep him around. Yeah, he's one of the he's like a power back too. He had almost a thousand yards, ten touchdowns. But Edmonds is on that team now, and he kind of took that wide receiver running back role, which Drake is. He's a good wide wide receiver mm-hmm. as a running back, but Edmonds emerging kind of gave him a nice little duo in the backfield, so. As long as Drake is willing to take a little pay cut to stay, which he has to at this point, because I don't, I don't think he's going to get the money that he will want from Arizona. I think he should stay. Yeah, because it makes him more dynamic. Um, James Conner is also a free agent, and he, ever since that year, he broke out when Le'Veon Bell decided to do his own thing with that whole fiasco. He, yeah. He's gotten worse every year, and yeah. a part of that's been injuries, and a part of that's just been a bit of a line, I guess. But I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's a scenario where he's good, but he's not like a dynamic back by any means. You know, like he's a good enough running back to be a number one. I just don't think that, you know, if you want to run as much as Pittsburgh does, he can't really be your guy. No. Unreal story, though. Great as a story. Cancer obviously. survivor. Um, but with the Pittsburgh's cap situation, too, I don't see Pittsburgh keeping them around. That's just my honest opinion. Because I think yeah. of Benny Snell over there. I can't remember who their other guy is, who they, they'll develop. And yeah. I can't see Connor being back. Only There's not many other big names on the running back market from what I saw. Marlon Mack was one I actually noticed who had a very very strong 2019 came in to Indy as the number one back towards Achilles game one yeah and now Jonathan Taylor is taking over that role Naheem Hines has slid in yeah. very well as that second guy so I can't see him on back no I don't back. think he'll be staying on that team I don't know where he'll end up it's always hard to predict with running backs because any team can use an extra running back you know yeah exactly so He'll have a good market. Know, but yeah. He should have a good market still. He'll probably get a good contract somewhere, maybe on a okay team. Yeah. Kind of maybe like a Jacksonville, potentially. 
as like a backup to Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's on the market. I don't think he'll have much of a market. I don't think anymore. he'll have much. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Maybe the Chiefs just try to keep him on, like, a really cheap deal, but yeah, I, I don't know what kind of market Le'Veon's going to have. I think his time has passed at this point and lost all his yeah all his market in New York. Um, the only other one I wanted to mention was James White because I think he can Sweet still. Feet. I feel like he can still play. He probably should have been Super Bowl MVP in '51 when they came back against Atlanta. Yeah, and he can still do it. He had a really rough year this year. His father passed away in a tragic car accident early in the year, and so he missed a bit of time. He came back, just wasn't himself, and it took him a little bit to get going, but I feel like he, he's still a really good guy. I feel like James White, I feel like, could be someone who signs in Tampa Bay to reunite with Tom Brady because they'll want that receiver running back, yeah. and James White is the perfect guy yeah. in that situation if they do not want to keep Fournette around. Yeah, in terms of, um, in terms of like out-of-the-backfield receivers that doesn't really get better than James White, honestly. He's just... It's what he does. He's not a between-the-tackles guy by any means, but if you want a guy, a running back, you can throw passes to. You can't really go wrong with a guy like James White. They call him sweet feet for a reason. Yeah. He's got very good hands for a running back as well. It's about it for running backs, though. Mm-hmm. It's a decent market. Jones... Carson, Drake, probably yeah. the three guys will keep a very... There's always running backs available just because every year running backs who come in from the draft are immediately good. Yeah, like, exactly. So there's always running backs on the market because people just are willing to go into the draft. You can get a starting running back in the fourth round. Exactly. Like, it's it's just how it is. It's why there's no market for running backs and it's why they never get big contracts anymore is because you can just go out and get one. Well, you look at like J.K. Dobbins, immediately he took out Mark Ingram... Yeah as a starter, and Ringram doesn't even dress there anymore. Um, you've got Jonathan Taylor, I think he was a second-round pick. Yeah. Immediately started after Marlon Mack's injury. Um, even in the past, I think Aaron Jones was someone who wasn't a high yeah. pick, and he hopped in right away. Yeah, Jay Ajayi, when he exploded, he was a fifth-round pick. Like, There's guys all over the place. Like You can get a running... Joe Mixon was a second-round pick. He was one of the best players in the league immediately when he came out. He's just buried yeah. in Cincinnati. And Dalvin Cook wasn't even a very high pick in his draft year, so... Alvin Kamara came out immediately. He was a third-round pick. You can get running backs anywhere in the draft and make it work. They have such a short... Unless you're Seattle and you draft, you know, some some bad players. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Running backs have such a weird career because they peak so early, and then by the time you get to, like, their... By the time you get to the end of your first contract you're arguably not the same player anymore look at Zeke Elliott in Dallas he's not the same Todd Gurley he's not even close to what he was a few years ago but yeah um big wide receiver market this year yeah um the big name is where I guess there's a couple big names Allen Robinson is my number one big name yeah Chris Godwin is arguably the number one but I think there's no way we see Tampa Bay let go of him. No, I think he gets franchise tagged. Or they sign. Or they to just a, give him a deal. I don't think they're going to overpay for him, though, because they still have a lot of guys. Well, they have to sign Shaq Barrett, Levante David, potentially Ndamukong Sue. Like, there's a lot of guys that they still have to like, make deals for, but mm-hmm. even somebody's so. going to get tagged. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to have to 
just take that one year deal and I still they'll they'll take it though because yeah. they're gonna want to re- go back and repeat. But yeah, Allen Robinson, interesting situation with him because yeah. he could get tagged in Chicago. He's mm-hmm. been pretty, he's been pretty clear. He wants a long term extension. He wants, he wants a contract. Doesn't want the tag, and I don't think he wants to be in Chicago. Even though he said, "I want to be here." Yeah. Why would you want to be in Chicago when you don't even know who your quarterback is going to yeah. be? For me, with Allen Robinson, I look at the Patriots immediately because they've said they want to be aggressive this year. He's the top available wide receiver. Bill Belichick cannot draft wide receivers. So go out and get a proven one. Yeah. I mean, it's it's your opportunity. Like There are, are obviously tons of teams that are in need of wide receivers right now, and he's kind of going to be the big fish. Mm-hmm. But... If you really are serious about, you know, getting back into the fold as Bill Belichick probably is after watching Tom Brady win a Super Bowl, yeah, there's your guy. You got to go get him for whatever quarterback you bring in. You're gonna need something more than Edelman. That's all you have. You have Nikhil Harry, who's a clear bust. You have. Do they still have Mo Sanu? See there. No, he's on Detroit. Yeah, like. He's been everywhere since. Since leaving Atlanta. Yeah. Can trade for a second round. Give a second round pick for Mohamed Sanu. Do I think New England's going to go get a big receiver? Probably no. not. But no. I think they should. No one Belichick. They won't. I feel like they're going to probably focus on defense like they always do in free agency. But Robinson, in my opinion, I think is going to go to a young team. I feel like a New York Jets... Jacksonville. Jacksonville is someone I mentioned earlier who they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. Did you, didn't anyone not see his, his pro day? Apparently he's throwing darts on, on the run. Like, yeah. It's insane. He is getting surgery though, which I heard. Yeah. But hopefully. It's not going to change anything. You're not changing your mind on a guy like Trevor Lawrence. No. Hopefully he's okay by the start of training camp. Yeah. But. Yeah, I feel like Robinson would fit so well with Jacksonville. They've got cast, so they can give him a little extra money to get him to come to Jacksonville because they do have some a couple okay weapons. Keep, uh, yeah, they have Cole. so much cap space too. Like DJ Chark is there. I think that you know realistically he'll probably end up in Jacksonville. Like I really could see that happening. I just think that you know if you are the Patriots, that's the guy you got to try to go after. Give him his money, but. Jacksonville has endless money right now, so if you want to get a number one guy for your new potentially franchise quarterback, franchise quarterback most likely franchise quarterback, you got a new coach there, like mm-hmm. get a guy, get a guy for him. You have a running back now, so mm-hmm. go out and get him. Absolutely. Another name out there, Kenny Galladay, he was very banged up this year Yeah, on a Detroit team that just seemed to not get anything going at all this year. He feels destined for a franchise tag. Yeah, in my opinion, I it seems like it. Detroit would be stupid to let him walk. Yeah, or not get him locked up on a deal because when healthy, he is one of the best receivers. Yeah, in the he's league, excellent. And I feel like Jared Goff would probably be convincing right now. Like, God, please stay. <laughs> yeah. Let me throw to somebody. Yeah, he needs somebody. Are them because they could potentially uh, lose Marvin Jones too, and then. You got nothing. Yeah, I've heard Marvin Jones' name as linked to New England, which that's the last thing we need is another slot-wide receiver because that's kind of what he's turned into. 
he does have okay speed. He did have a very good end of the year. He had, yeah. I think, 10 touchdowns this year, which for him on that team is very good. But I I don't see Marvin Jones staying in Detroit because he's probably going to have a good market after the year he had. Yeah. And is it New England, I think? No. Is it maybe a team like Green Bay, possibly? Who... I can see a team like Green Bay who would benefit from, you know, a slot. They've had great slot receivers in the past, like Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and, like, mm-hmm. guys like that. So Aaron Rodgers clearly likes having a good slot guy. Yeah. So Marvin Jones could fit really well into that. I feel like he could fit well. But I think we're both in agreement that Galladay is probably destined to get... Get that tag. For sure. Um... Will Fuller is another free agent. Yeah. He's a bit of a wild card because he just got suspended for PEDs. Yeah. Uh, I could see him... I could really see him ending up on maybe Indy. They really need somebody else. You know, T.Y.'s getting old and he's kind of their only receiver left. He is also a free agent as well. Yeah. So. And I, I can't imagine T.Y. will leave. I imagine he'll be on a smaller deal because he's... Again, getting older, and he's a receiver. Yeah. But they need somebody else. You know, there's all these rumors that they're going for Carson Wentz now. you got to get weapons around him if you want to try to get his confidence back. Yeah. So I think a guy like Will Fuller would fit in really well there. Um, yeah. His only... Yeah. yeah. The only... Like, even like we mentioned, he's got a bad injury history. The PED is issue as well. I but- could also see... The Ravens. That's another team that I think I could see with Will Fuller. They need another yeah, receiver. They need a deep threat. And he he can take the top off, so... Went healthy. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's probably the best downfield receiver, maybe minus Chris Godwin, in this free agent class mm-hmm. at this point. Maybe minus maybe Robinson, too. But Robinson's kind of a guy that run that does it all. Yeah. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Very interesting free agent. He's only 24. Yeah. He hasn't been the same... Since AB left. Yeah, because teams have, have... They basically took him out of the games. They're like, hey, we're not letting Juju beat us. We'll let others beat us. And Pittsburgh's got a pretty decent wide receiver core already. They got Deontay yeah. Johnson... Chase Claypool, Claypool James Washington. That's three really good receivers. Yeah, and they don't need Juju. And Juju's only 24 because he was so young when he came in the league. Yeah, he's he's already played four or five years already. Yeah, he's in this position where, I don't know, I could see him... I could see him going to a place like the Ravens just out of being angry at the Steelers... I can see him going to maybe the Jets, you know, go to a young team where he's still young. He can be that number one guy. He's also, you know, he's a big on social media and stuff. You go to a huge market like New York. Yeah, that's true. He would love that. That's very true. Yeah, I don't see him staying in Pittsburgh. No, I can't see him staying with all the weapons that they have. Yeah, plus their cap situation's a bit of a mess. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, Corey Davis, another free agent. Yeah, once upon a time, once upon a time, a fifth overall pick a few years ago, he had a nice breakout year. Finally, almost thousand yards receiving as the number two. Mm-hmm. He'd be a good number two or number three on any team yeah. that he goes to. I feel like he could fit. He's a good fit anywhere. Yeah, 
I I looking at the way Corey Davis plays, I kind of saw him going to maybe a place like Miami or like Arizona to kind of just be, you know, Arizona needs another guy, but I don't think Arizona wants to pay top dollar because they already have DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. So get another guy like Corey Davis, who's a big, big receiver, red zone threat kind of guy. Uh, somebody else that Kyler can throw to because he gets very tunnel vision on DeAndre. Yeah. And I think that it's the same thing where I think Miami is going to want to go and get some offensive linemen. That might be where they spend the majority of their money. But if they could get a guy like Corey Davis. For sure. To add on to their, they got Kasicki and they got some, they got Devontae Parker. Like they have some guys, but. Yeah. To get somebody else in there would be nice for them. Like a Corey Davis, yeah. yeah. We will imagine that we are going to do in the future some breakdowns of each team and what yeah. they'll be what we think they should do in the offseason and what their needs have to be yeah um the only other free agent on the market that i that i notice for free agents is antonio brown but i think it's a given he'll sign probably a one-year deal in tampa unless he goes through his little diva phase again <laughs> yeah which the thing great, is great content but i genuinely don't think that he'll have a market. I think he'll have to sign in Tampa for a very, very small amount of money. Mm -hmm. Because I think that he's still an excellent receiver, but I think that nobody wants to take that on. Like, whether or not he played well this year, you know who Antonio Brown is at this point. Exactly. Antonio Clown. And the rumor rumor was that Arians and everyone basically said, you have one fuck up, you're out of here. So, And I think that that's going to be the case, even if he signs a deal. It's going to be, you mess up, you're gone. And I think Tom would agree with that. Yeah, this is that's Tom's team now, and Tom told Bruce like, give this guy a chance, and I'll make sure that he fits in well. If yeah. he screws up, then get him out of here. I mean, he was in New England. He literally said, "Come stay at my house." Yeah, like literally offered a life to Antonio Brown, <laughs> yeah. and it sucked. It didn't work out because I thought it would have worked out really well for yeah. them. but but now here we are. Um, that's about it for wide receivers, and then. Tight ends, it's not a big market at all. Hunter Henry's the only big name out there. Maybe. He'll resign though. I don't think he'll yeah. be going anywhere. Hopefully, he gets back the form that he had yeah. a couple years ago. Gronk's the only other one out there. He'll resign. He'll resign or he'll retire. Who knows what he'll do? I feel- John U. Smith's on there as well. I just want to point out because I think that my team should go after him because we have no tight ends. And I think that Johnny Smith is a great red zone threat. <laughs> if you guys can get into the red zone, yeah, for that matter, yeah. We'll yeah. have McCaffrey back, hopefully healthy next year. I feel like you guys need a better quarterback, though. We'll first. draft one, and then we'll let him sit behind Teddy for a year or two. Or you trade for a certain guy from Carolina. From, yeah, you know, he's, uh, yeah, maybe somebody stuck out in Houston in that cult of a fucking <laughs> team. Uh, that's, a, that's a story for another day. Again. If we do get Watson, please go get Jonu Smith. We'll have a fucking dominant offense if we can hold on to somebody like Curtis Samuel. Exactly. Um, there's a couple decent offensive linemen on the market. I think there's the, some good ones. The one that really stood out, stood out to me was Trent Williams. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll stay. At 32 years old, yeah, he yeah. should stay. He'll probably get a short deal. Yeah, like a two-year deal, something like that. A uh, couple New England guys yeah. that I'm very familiar with. Joe Tooney. He got tagged last year, which he wasn't happy about. And this is his free agent year. Yeah. He's probably gone. After our last game, he there's actually a picture of him sitting out 
out on the field, like well after the game was over. Mm-hmm. It looked like he was just taking it all in, and which probably symbolized he's out of here. Yeah, great guard, and he fit very well on any team because he's a very good run blocker. Yeah. Uh, I said that I think the Seahawks should go get Joe Tooney. I think he would. Yeah, they they need offensive linemen. Yeah, and David Andrews. Center for New England. Yeah, he also was out twenty, or he's out last year. He was having blood clot issues, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, and then he came back this year, and he was still in pretty good form, all yeah. things considered. Another guy Seattle could probably go for because again, their old line yeah. situation's a bit of a shit show. Um, Brandon Scherf, yeah, is another one. I said this is the guy I think the Dolphins will put all their money into. I think they need another lineman, and I think that Brandon Scherf is a great option for them. Unless they take that offensive line. I can't remember his name. Nasul. Third overall. Yeah. So you have the third picks. And yeah. he's apparently one of the best O-linemen in a long time. He's a tackle, though, and Scherf is a guard, which is why I think they need an interior guy. Nasul is a left tackle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get a, if you got a Nasul and then you got a Brandon Scherf, there's your retooled O-line. Now you can protect Tua. Yeah, exactly. Um... Anyone else really you've noticed? Uh, Taylor Moden's on, but I can't imagine that Carolina, like, I don't think we let him go. We're going to give him a deal. Yeah, I would agree with that. I had him on here, too, but I wasn't sure if. I just, I can't see. Corey Lindsley, that's actually another big one because he's probably gone. Yeah, we mentioned him Um, earlier. I imagine, as a center, you know, both the Pouncey brothers just retired, so I can imagine that one of those teams might try to pick him up. I could see him ending up in L.A. as their new center. Yeah, or Pittsburgh. Yes. I, I just I think L.A. has more cap to work with is why that Lindsley could end up there because Pittsburgh doesn't have a ton of money. Well, L.A. doesn't really have a ton of money either. No, but they have a little more than Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Um, the defensive market, though, is pretty good this year actually it's a lot of decent names i think let's start with the d line because there's a lot of really good names Uh, leonard williams is Mm -hmm. one of the top ranked rated defensive linemen this year he had 13 sacks yeah this year which was a very nice surprise for new york but i wonder if they're gonna throw a lot of money at him or if this is just one of those one-off years yeah I saw in Pro Football Focus they thought that the Panthers were going to sign him. Interesting. I don't think we are because we just drafted Derek Brown last year. Yeah. And he had a pretty good rookie year. And we drafted seven defensive players last year, so I can't imagine us going out and getting more defensive players this year. Seven, seven offensive players this year? Yeah. Is that the plan? Um, I think that he could end up somewhere like Green Bay. If Green Bay wants to pay the money, but, but I, that's the thing is Green Bay doesn't ever want to pay the money. But I think that he'd be a great fit for a team for like that. Sure. You know, get a great interior D lineman that they, like, you know, th- that's yeah. Green Bay's problem this year and the past couple of years has been that they're not really a tough team. They're yeah. kind of a finesse football team, and Leonard Williams would help to get them a little more grit. I feel like New England is also a team who's always lacked defensive linemen yeah. since they had Chandler Jones, and they always let their good defensive linemen walk. Yeah, they do. Also, like Trey Flowers walk, who was very good. Uh, and then their past couple they've drafted have not really turned out really well. So they, I'd be maybe a guy they go for. Mm-hmm. Um, JJ Watt. Yeah, JJ <laughs> Watt. Uh, I've already heard rumors about Pittsburgh, Buffalo, uh, Tennessee. The three teams that I've yeah. heard of already. I said that I think 
the Chiefs and the Raiders should both be offering him deals because I think the Chiefs could get him cheap and then, you know, they could work around some of these other contracts, maybe get a couple of those bigger guys out of there. Yeah. And the Raiders just need pass rushers, and J.J. Watt's kind of the top pass rusher who's legitimately available. I feel like J.J. Watt's going to end up in Pittsburgh with his brother. Yeah, T.J. I can see that for sure. Both on the other side of each other. Mm -hmm. Imagine both Watt brothers coming at you if J.J.'s ever healthy. Yeah, if he's ever back at The should-be two-time defensive player of the year, T.J. Watt, who hasn't won it two years in a row. Could have won MVP that one year, too, where that year he was just did everything. He was... Robbed two years in a row. Don't yeah. try to tell me that Aaron Donald was Defensive Player of the Year this year. It was T.J. Watt. Yeah, even based on the stats. It it's was, ridiculous. It was, was T.J. Watt. <laughs> um, Shaquille Barrett. Had a, <laughs> He's staying. He's not going anywhere. Unless he gets a boatload of money from yeah. somewhere. But Brady's going to be like, no, stay here. <laughs> uh, I'll give you avocado ice cream. Exactly. Dom can sue. He's 34. He'll probably stay. He'll stay on a cheap deal unless he gets unless somebody offers him a ton of money and he just is like I'll take the money I got my ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, yeah. he wanted a lot of money last year. No one wanted to give him any money, no. so he had to go to a Tennessee team on a cheap deal. He got injured right away. Yeah, and be interesting to see what his market is now. I I think he'll stay know. in Tennessee. I don't. I don't really know. I honestly don't know. That's Tennessee's biggest issue right now is... Pass rushing. They had, the, I think, the fewest sacks this year. And, and Jadavian Clowney can be that guy if he stays healthy, but his whole career, he's been a piece of glass. He doesn't stay yeah. healthy. Another guy that Houston let walk a yeah. little, little too early. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, he's been around a few yeah. teams. Jacksonville, then he got traded from Minnesota to Baltimore this year. Yeah. He's a better pass rusher than... Run stopper, mm-hmm. but uh, I I feel like Ngakwe is probably gonna go away from Baltimore. That's yeah. my opinion. I'm not really sure where he's gonna go to be honest, because it's hard to predict defensive linemen because they edge rushers are tough to gauge as well because it's like running backs. Everybody needs edge rushers, so like they can really end up anywhere. Just it depends on how much money they get because yeah. usually they'll just take the most money that oh yeah they're the best contract situation that you can get. Uh, Melvin Ingram, he's up there for age. I not really sure who's gonna give him money. I feel like he'll just resign in L.A. Probably. Uh, Bud Dupree. That's. I think he's probably staying in Pittsburgh too. I would agree as well if they can figure out their cap. Yeah. And then the guy that had a breakout year this year is Trey Hendrickson. Mm-hmm. 14 sacks this year, which was second in for his position. And this was like he has been mediocre until this year. So mm-hmm. I think this is just a one off year. I don't know yeah. how New Orleans is going to be able to afford this guy. I don't see him staying. I feel like New England would be a team that would go for him. Yeah, it's tough. You know, you get a guy who's been, you know, good his whole career and then has this one breakout year on a contract year. It just feels like one of those guys that's going to get overpaid and it's just never going to be the guy he was this year. This is going to be his one big year. So that's what you kind of have to watch and avoid potentially is overpaying for a guy like that. Yeah, overpaying for those one-offs. Any yeah. other D linemen that you really had your eye on? Um, I don't think there are any other D linemen that I really noticed. No, me neither. The only one maybe was Matthew I, Judon. 
Yeah, I guess Carl Lawson, but I I feel like he's just gonna stay in Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, who fucking cares about Cincinnati? Exactly. <laughs> he's sorry, Cincinnati fans. If there's any fans out there. Um, oh God, imagine being a Bengals fan. That would be tough. What's the last time they won a playoff game? Like the '90s, '80s? Yeah, I don't know. They made it every year, and then Andy Dalton would just lay an egg. Prime time hero, Andy Dalton. Uh, red, red, red. <laughs> the beige water pistol. Playmakers on three. <laughs> Playmakers on three. One, two, three. <laughs> oh my god poor, was, An- poor Andy oh my god that was tough uh, well, god bless Andy Dalton <laughs> uh, hopefully he stays in- I actually want him to stay in Dallas Yeah. just so if something happens that he gets in yeah. and then everyone just blames him again I think he likes being in Dallas you know he's from there and he played this year. Who knows what's going to happen with Dak, so he might just stick around and yeah, see. exactly. Um, there's not really a big linebacker market this year. No, there really the, isn't. The only name I have is K.J. Wright, who's up there in his 30s now, mm-hmm. and he's 30-31. I don't see him leaving yeah, Seattle. No, that's a guy that I feel like Seattle has to hang on to. Yeah, keep Russell Wilson happy. Yeah. And keep that uh, linebacking core intact uh, with Bobby Wagner and... That's a solid defense if they were able to keep their guys around. I don't think they have a couple big cornerback free agents, which we'll get to in just a moment here. I'll start with Richard Sherman, though. Yeah. He's arguably even the best cornerback in the last decade. If you're talking on pure talent alone and success. I think uh, he said something in the summer about wanting to play two more years and then hanging it up or something like that, so... I think I, I think he'll be on a short deal. I can't imagine him signing longer than two years anywhere. Do you think he stays in San Fran? I think he's going to Buffalo. Interesting. I think that they need some help on the outside. I think that they're going to be in a very Houston to Golden State way. They're going to be tooling to beat the Chiefs, which is going to be help on the outside. Right. They need somebody else out there, and I think that Richard Sherman wants to go to a contender. Buffalo's a contender. Right. I just it, it it fits perfectly in my eyes that he goes there with guys like Tredavious White, Josh Norman. They have decent corners, but to got add a guy like Richard Sherman is would be invaluable to that team. Mm-hmm. He's thirty two, so mm-hmm. obviously I think he knows his body well enough to know that he's probably got another good year, maybe two left, like he said, and yeah. then hand it up. Um I I'm kind of torn on if he's going to stay or not in San Fran. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like San Fran is going to focus in the draft on some defensive guys. Mm-hmm. That's just me, like especially secondary guys, because if their D line is still solid, yeah. Um, so I could see Sherman leaving. As for a team, he would go to um, Buffalo. Does sound very intriguing. Because they do have Tredavious White, they do have Josh Norman over there, who's mm-hmm. a shell of what he used to be. Oh yeah, but still, uh, he's never been the same since Carolina's fifteen and one season. Yeah, but but still, a uh, still a pretty good, solid. Yeah, solid cornerback, and um, he loves it in Buffalo too, Josh Norman. Yeah. So, I think Green Bay would benefit for Richard Sherman. Yeah, if, if they wanted to, 
He's a mercenary. I think he'll take a cheaper deal to go play for a contender and try to win games. He loves to just play football. He's not yeah. money based. So he's a smart man. He's a yeah. four point oh at Stanford. Stanford. So you don't go. You don't go to Stanford, let alone get a four point oh unless you're smart as shit. So exactly. Uh, I I was never really the biggest Sherman fan back in his early years, but as time passes, you just start gaining respect for these players and just mm-hmm. how good they were and. Looking back at that Seattle defense back in the day, that defense was absurd. Damn. And I'll look back at that Super Bowl when Brady won against them. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did he do that? Yeah, considering they the beat the Broncos, what, 43-8? to eight? Yeah. They manhandled them. And that was, I argue that was probably Brady's best Super Bowl win, was that Sherman-Seattle Legion of Boom yeah. team that last year they were... They were really relevant at that point. Yeah, um, they were a potential dynasty in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. Um, Desmond King had a very interesting year. Mm-hmm. He got traded from L.A. Chargers to Tennessee. It was a weird situation there. I wasn't sure if yeah. it was something personal going on. I don't yeah. know if there was, it was his play, but he got he, traded there, but he was not himself. Yeah. I'm not really sure what, because he had a very he had very high potential, but I don't think he's gonna get to that potential. I don't think he's yeah the guy that people thought he was going to be. I think he's gonna stick around in Tennessee. It's just it's gonna be interesting to just wait and see what happens with him because he was on this trajectory of where we thought he was gonna be like a top yeah corner, and then they traded him to Tennessee and it just, I think in his first game or something, he had an interception and I was like, Oh, maybe he's getting back to being himself, but he just never looked like yeah. himself. Yeah, he's only 26. So he's yeah. still got time, but it's hard to imagine that him getting back to what he was. Yeah. Um, I mean, William Jackson, the third, another Bengal. It's probably just going to stay, but yeah. <laughs> like again, who cares? Cincinnati, yeah. Sorry. We'll get, we'll, don't worry. We'll talk to, we'll talk about your team at a, some point in a future episode, maybe for two minutes, probably be about, uh, figure your shit out on the old yeah. line. So Burrow doesn't blow another ACL. So he doesn't explode again. Exactly. Um, Marcus may. Yeah. Is he more of a safety or is he a corner? He's a, he's a safety. Yeah. He's been a nice surprise for the Jets. Yeah. I can't imagine they let him go either, so. I mean, it's the Jets. So he, <laughs> J-E-T-E Jets. He filled a nice for Jamal Adams. Yeah. As uh, that replacement. And um, Shaquille Griffin and Quentin Dunbar, both Seattle cornerbacks. Both had up and down years. Quentin yeah. Dunbar... If you don't know the story, go search it up. That was a <laughs> bit of a shit show, to say the yeah. least. Shaquille Griffin's a very good story. Um, injuries really held him back this year, but I expect him to re-sign in Seattle. I think they'd be really dumb to not keep him around. Um, Quentin Dunbar, I feel like that they could just let him walk away yeah. and be okay with it. But I think Shaquille Griffin, I think, is the... I guess it's the number two priority now for Seattle is to re-sign yeah. Kill Griffin. But I'm not sure what your thoughts are about him. I think they got to keep him around, but it's it's uh, everything in Seattle seems up in the air right now. Like everybody, we're all still learning about what's going on. So yeah, who knows? True uh, that. Who else? Um, Troy Hill. He actually had a yeah. he had a nice. He had a couple pick sixes this year. He's a very good number two three corner. 
beside Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be tough for him to get re-signed. They don't have great cap in L.A., obviously. They make a point of overpaying people and then having to get rid of them. So. And then they have a John Johnson in, yeah. in safety who had an incredible, unreal year. Yeah. He was yeah, he had a huge breakout this year. He only allowed 51 receptions this year, which is the second fewest for safeties when he yeah. was targeted, which is awesome. And he's uh, he's elite when he's healthy. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, whether or not L.A. figures something out with him is to be seen down the road, but I don't see him sticking around. As for teams who need safeties, Atlanta needs defense. And... If you've got some cap space, throw a little money at him. Yeah. Or a guy like we'll talk about uh, blanking right now. Um, Justin Simmons. Yeah. Um, Anthony Harris. Who? Anthony Harris is still a very good safety, but he was just on a terrible, terrible defense this year. Oh yeah, no, Anthony Harris is incredible. They're just. Minnesota's defense is a joke this year. Yeah. And no, Minnesota... I, I could see Anthony Harris ending up somewhere like Cleveland, but it would be provided they probably have to get Odell out of there, make yeah. a little room, and then get a guy like Anthony Harris, who I think would fit really well on that defense. Yeah. It would, would give him an opportunity to just ball hawk and try to get interceptions like he did two years ago. Yeah, he's a very talented. Yeah. He didn't have any interceptions this year, surprisingly. Yeah. Which we had he went from leading the league in yeah. interceptions to not getting any. Which is which tells you how bad that defense yeah. was this year. Um Justin, Justin Simmons I think resigns. They're but Denver's stupid if they don't resign yeah. him. He's he's incredible. Yeah, he had eighty tackles, five picks this year. He wasn't like he And had, that defense was so beat up most yeah. of the year. He was the only guy there half the time. Yeah, he was Solid, very good. Yeah, very good safety. Um, who else is on here? Uh, uh, Marcus Williams. Yeah, notoriously known for the mi- miracle in Minneapolis, or taking, what, I can't even remember what it's called at this point. The Minneapolis miracle. Yeah, taking out his own teammate. Taking out his own teammate. Um, I could see Jacksonville going and getting him too, potentially. There's no way he stays in New Orleans. No, they can't afford him. They can't afford anybody. And I think that. You know, on the same thing with them going to get a guy like Allen Robinson to anchor an offense, to get a guy like Marcus Williams to anchor a young defense. They have a very solid defense in Jacksonville, too. They have not, like, they have Josh Allen, Miles Jack. Like, they have some good front seven guys. It's their secondary that's not as good. Yeah, Marcus Williams is a rookie back in the Minneapolis Miracle, so he's only 24. He's still. No, he's a young player. He's really good. Um, Malik Hooker. He tore his Achilles. <laughs> Best name. <laughs> he tore his Achilles very early yeah. in the year, and he still got. I think he still got a market, but is he ever going to be the same player? Yeah, I, it's tough. Achilles injuries are so bad, and it's hard to say. Yeah. I really don't know when it comes to, you know, who's going to be willing to sign somebody coming off an Achilles injury or if he just stays in Indy or yeah I, I, I would put my money on him just staying based off the fact that he is coming off of an injury but whenever he does come back yeah you never know with Achilles injuries um the only other two defensive players that I have on here are 
AJ Boye, who's getting passed around like a blunt at this point. He's gone from Houston to Jacksonville. Uh, Remember on, when on he Denver. was unreal in Jacksonville and in Denver? He was good in Jack. He was good in Houston too. Or Houston, I guess too. He, he was very good in Houston. He actually, he, he was. I mean, he was excellent. He's just yeah. He's getting passed around like a bong at this point. Like I just remember Boye because I think he intercepted Tom Brady and he was like one of Brady's three, four interceptions that year. When he's a he was an excellent he's MVP. Um, yeah, he was an excellent corner. I don't know what it is that you know why he's not just kind of sticking around anywhere, but there must be something going on. Yeah, must be. And then the only other player I have on my list is Patrick Peterson, who had a, in probably his eyes, a disappointing year. He had a league high 11 yeah. penalties yeah. for his position. And he's 31 years old, getting no younger. I feel like he resigns in uh, Arizona, where he's played yeah, his whole I, career on a short deal. I mean, there was one point where he did want out of Arizona, but now they're getting better. I can't imagine why, after that tough season he had this year, why he would leave when this team has potential to make that next step this year. They probably should have been a playoff team this year. They kind of choked mm-hmm. and let Mitch Trubisky beat him out for the last playoff spot. That's tough look. Yeah, but, you know, they went 8-8. Eight and eight. That's a big step for a team that just two years ago was drafting Tyler Murray with the first overall pick. And the year before, they were drafting Josh Rosen with their first pick. You know, like, they were a mess. Yeah. So... They're figuring it out finally. The only issue that the Cardinals obviously have is they're in a gauntlet of a division. But yeah, they're in a they're in a absolute gauntlet. But they're on an uphill trajectory, and I can't imagine why a guy who's on a downhill trajectory would want to leave. Yeah, I just don't see him leaving. But if he does leave, then it's going to be with probably a mediocre team at best. Yeah. Um, trying to I was. I had one other player in my mind, but I think that's about it, honestly. Um, Do we want to talk about Russell Wilson? Yeah, because it did come out. What was it? I think it was. It was earlier this week. I think yeah, it was like right after the Super Bowl. It was like Monday or something yeah. that Russell Wilson is frustrated. frustrated with the lack of help with his old line. Which who? disagrees with him. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone disagrees with him. I actually text my dad saying he's frustrated, and he's like, you're, he's like, you're fucking lying to me. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm not lying to you. And then the next day it comes out that Wilson admits he's frustrated, and then all of a sudden, Seattle says they're frustrated with Russell Wilson and his comments. So yeah. now it's a bit of a weird situation where... And then there's a report, I think the day of the scruple, that a couple teams actually contacted Seattle about the availability of Russell Wilson, yeah. so it's a weird situation there. Do I think he ends up somewhere? No chance. No. Seattle would be dumb to trade their franchise quarterback for yeah. literally, it's probably not going to be a good return yeah. as it is. And I saw a huge potential four-team trade today that there, there's absolutely no way it happened because I think Nick Bosa was involved in it somewhere and there's no way San Francisco's letting go of him. But there's no. a ton of first-round picks and then just kind of being spread all over the place. But basically, Deshaun Watson would end up in San Francisco. Uh, Russell Wilson would end up in New York with the Jets. Um, Sam Darnold would end up in Houston, and Jimmy Garoppolo would end up in Seattle. Jesus so Christ. basically all of those quarterbacks would just kind of get swapped around in one big trade. Huh. Has there ever been a freaking three-team, four-team trade in the... Where all the starting quarterbacks get moved? Let alone a four-team trade in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, it would be pretty crazy. I can't imagine it happening. 
but it was just interesting to see because all this crazy quarter... Just the fact that there's enough crazy quarterback drama that all of that could happen... Yeah. ...is just absurd to it's me. It's crazy. It's um, never happens. With the NFL, it's always been, if you're a quarterback, you are with one team for your whole career. Yeah, you're, you're the franchise. Yeah. And now it's kind of turned into the NBA where now they have to say, like, yeah. this is what I want, and if you don't give this to me, then I'll just sit out and wait till you do what I yeah. say. And... Russell Wilson he hasn't used his voice that much in his no. career. He's been. A I remember. Team first I can't guy. remember when it was. It was like two or three years ago. There was this rumor that he wanted out and he wanted to go play for the Giants. And you know, they signed him to the big deal, and it kind of went away. Now it's kind of creeping back up again. <laughs> I never heard about that Giants rumor, to be honest. It was before he got his new deal, and he wanted to get the deal done, or he wanted out. And his destination that he wanted to go to was the Giants. It was before they drafted Daniel Jones. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, He wanted to be in New York was the reason, but, like... uh, Seattle's going to try and make amends with Russell Wilson. You can't get rid of Russell Wilson. you got to make him happy. If he wants a line help, you better go get tra- O-lineman. You better go trade up in the draft. But guess what? You don't have draft yeah, picks. Yeah, they you trade you trade your next two picks for Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams who, who's not gonna like he's great, but he's not gonna help Russell Wilson not get sacked ten times a game. Exactly. He'll get you ten sacks, but yeah. he's not gonna help protect Russell Wilson from getting clobbered yeah. by that Rams defensive line who ate him up for dinner. Um Yeah. And you look at the other teams they're playing in that division. San Francisco, who's coming back healthy with Bosa, and I'm blanking out on names right now. Yeah, they got a lot of guys. Uh, Solomon Thomas, I think his yeah. name is. Um, Arizona, you got Chandler Jones, Jones, who's coming back, and he's been up there for sacks the entire year. Yeah. So playing those yeah. time, those teams six times a year, it's not easy. You're going to get beat up. And they're going to be on a first-place schedule, so you're going to be playing New Orleans, who's got Cam Jordan. They still got a good D-line. Luckily, they're not playing Tampa Bay, as far as I know. Unless they have to play that division, but I'm not sure. I don't think they do. I think they get to play the... I can't remember. Yeah. Um, They'll have to play Green Bay, which... Who knows? There's guys like, you know, Rashawn Gary, the Mm -hmm. Smith... The Smith bros, I know they're not actually brothers, but... Yeah, Zendarius Smith and... and Preston Smith, but... Yeah. Yeah, like, they, they're still solid pass rushers on that team. They're just not that excellent, I guess, but... Long story short, you better... You gotta protect Russell Wilson. Listen to what he wants, because if you don't do it, then... Just watch video of Joe Burrow's leg and realize that that could happen to Russell Wilson at any time. Or watch video of Alex Smith's leg. Yeah, that too. And Kyle Speaking Allen. of Alex Smith, let's just give him a quick shout-out for winning Comeback Player of the Year and Absolutely. being potentially the most incredible sporting comeback I've ever seen. Honestly. Come, going through how many surgeries? It was double digits. Yeah. Told he might die due to complications with his leg. Told he was probably going to get it amputated. The fact 600 and something days not playing. I think the moment that was, like, jaw-dropping for me was when he came into the game his family is like in absolute shock he's in and then like think it was like one of the first few plays Aaron Donald literally climbs on top of his back (laughs) and takes him down collectively everyone watching just goes (gasps) I'm holding my breath I'm like 
And you like, think he's like fragile now because he, we're just like, don't hit him, please. <laughs> it's almost like when I watch Tom Brady too and he t- gets hit, I'm like, oh my yeah. god. He's 90 years old, don't hit him. Speaking of which, Tom Brady, actually I didn't hear about this till today. He actually went through, he had a little scope done. Yeah, he's he going to have a scope done. It was clean up, quote unquote, in his knee. But obviously it wasn't a big deal because he yeah. wasn't on the injury report. No. Yeah, shout out Alex Smith. Like, they should just name that award after him at this point. They should, they should name the end Super Bowl MVP after Tom Brady at this point. <laughs> yeah, he's got probably he's, he's got, got five of them. Next closest is Montana. I think about four. Yeah. So, yeah. greatest of all time, no dispute. Yeah, no argument from anyone at this point. Any, yeah. Anything else you got? No. Nothing. Now I'm just gonna miss football until September. Yeah, we didn't talk about basketball this week because it's just kind of the same deal. Yeah. I think next week we'll talk about... Can we got to wrap up and talk about yeah. the Super Bowl and stuff. You know, it's a yeah. heavy football week for the last week in a long exactly. time. So I think the plan for the next little bit here is for football, we're going to preview each team from the AFC and NFC. Probably do AFC one episode or NFC another episode. Mm-hmm. Talk about just recapping their season. What they need to do in the off season, what their needs are, and what the expectation is going into the off season, and then yeah. for the and for the NBA, probably just talk about contenders, mm-hmm. pretenders, and probably get back to doing more power rankings and stuff with the NBA. Now we'll have more time to talk about it. You know, it seems get pretty, a little more in depth with it now that we're deep into the season. It seems pretty clear as well, like who are, uh, maybe maybe not. In the East, it's kind of a shit show right now, but in the West... I'm pretty sure there's only four teams over 500 in the East. I think you're right. And considering what happened today with Boston and Toronto both losing to the two worst teams in the NBA. Yeah. And it's interesting situation in the East. In the West, it's still a gauntlet. Yeah, it's probably not going to change anytime soon. No, but I think you're starting to see who, like, the teams are at this point. But we'll get into more of that... Next week in the upcoming episodes. But yeah, that's about it for the week. Till next time, have a good one. Bye.